0: This podcast is brought to you by the San Francisco Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. Our speaker for the evening is Stephanie. She will now speak for 20 to 25 minutes, sharing what it was like, what happened, and what it is like now. Please join me in welcoming Stephanie. Hi, my name is Stephanie. I'm a compulsive overeater bulimic. Hi, Stephanie. Um, Thanks, everyone, for being here. Um, I guess I'm gonna just start off with a little bit about my, my story and my history. Um, um, so when I was, you know, I noticed foods just bit this, I, I honestly believe that this is just a symptom of my disease, and I can trace back the symptoms of my compulsive overeating until, you know, when I was a kid, it was something that always came up. Food was always a big part of our family. And you know, it was nothing. I don't have any special type of story, but um, I remember just feeling very self-conscious um, about my weight and my body, and just feeling very uncomfortable in my own skin, even as a kid. And um, and I always used food to. It was like a. It was a special. It was a special treat. Um, I remember, like, if I was feeling bad, I'd get a bag of M and M's. If I was feeling really bad, I'd get two bags of M and M's. And uh, that was just kind of the relationship I grew up with, with food. Um, When I was about um, 16, I gained a lot of weight, and I started just eating everything in sight. I remember just driving around, um, or walking around at that point, to all the different stores and um, getting everything I could inside and going to different ones so they wouldn't see me, and eating in my room alone, eating late at night, and then when I was about 17, I was really ashamed of all the weight I had gained. When I was about 17, um, I started engaging in purging, and um, this behavior lasted um I thought it was something that you know I was just a teenager. Aren't, aren't teenagers supposed to have eating disorders that I grow out of it? Finally, when I was about uh, 23, I came into this program because because um, I didn't want to live like that anymore. It was miserable, um, and so that behavior just kind of continued. And there were moments of uh, you know I tried all the diets, I tried exercising. Uh, I knew it was a problem, but I always thought it was something that I can control. And my first sponsor told me, um, if it's out of, uh, if you're trying to control it, it's out of control. And when I came into this program, now I'm just going to talk about my experience with this program and everything that I say here is something that my sponsors told me, that someone in this room has told me, that my sponsees told me, that my sponsor sponsors told them, who's told me. Um, so, and this has just been such a beautiful, uh, gift of recovery and the 12 steps, um, So, you know, when I first came into this room, it was just, like, having to admit that, like, this was something I couldn't control, that I'm not, like, a normal eater, that I can't go out and just have a bite of dessert. Uh, Sugar is is something that I abstain from, but I really like uh, abstinence. We all define what it is for us in here, and for me, my goal is just to have serenity around food. I don't want to think about it 24-7. I don't want to have it control my life. I don't want to have to leave someplace early so I can go in my room by myself and isolate and eat all, eat, eat, instead of enjoying other people's company. But one thing, too, when I came into this uh, room, I hated people. I really didn't like people. Um, and, um, and that's a really awful place to live, and I hated myself, too. Um, and so, you know, what I've learned... Um, about this um, you know about this disease you know, that it's like there's a bigger problem to it and that's why I work the 12 steps you know, it outlines in the 12 steps from the book of Alcoholics Anonymous talks about um, how we have a spiritual malady and I'm going to talk about God and uh, for anyone who has a problem with the God world please substitute it for whatever you like I've heard lots of different things um, the great outdoors, good orderly direction, love, freedom—I mean, it's all the same to me. I just use God because because um, I'm try, try, tired of trying to figure out what exactly God is. Um, but the the God idea does work for me. And if you are having struggling with that, I came in here an atheist. Um, and if you are struggling with that, just um, you know, just also just just do it Um, so um, and you know what that really was it's not so much um, my real problem is not being able to live life on life's terms I don't want I am very selfish and self-centered and full of a hundred forms of fear and um, and I want everything to be exactly as it is and more often mostly it's not how I want it to be and that's the kind of stuff I eat over I will definitely eat over that um, when I get down to it, and I've learned that from uh, doing inventory on my fourth step and reading it to a sponsor. Um, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read a little bit from this because um, I have discovered that really the only thing that keeps me from picking up. Um, picking up the fork, picking it, you know, having that one compulsive bite, which, you know, for me, this program has been, my abstinences look different in this program. Uh, I hear all type, different kinds of, all different types of food plans. I don't have a food plan. Um, I have, you know, I don't plan it every day and call my sponsor. I've done that in the past. That doesn't work for me now. So I tried something new. Um, so, you know, just find what works for you. Work with a sponsor that um, has what you want. And, you know, I've had to change sponsors. I've had sponsees change on me. Um, it's really this program is for all of us. And um, this, and if you've got this program, um, part of working it is giving it away. Um, so, and I'm going to substitute the word alcoholic for compulsive overeater. When we became compulsive overeaters, crushed by a self-imposed crisis, we could not pr- postpone or evade. We had to fearlessly face the proposition that God is either either everything or else he is nothing. God either is or he isn't. What was our choice to be? And that whenever I have um, a problem um, or whenever I have a decision to make, it really just comes down to that. Do I want to trust and rely on a power greater than myself? Or do I want to rely on my own self-will? And my own self-will always takes me to the food. And it always takes me to misery. And it always takes me to hatred and fear and anger. And um, and it's a hard place to get out of. Um, or I can just choose that, you know, everything might just be okay exactly how it is. And the funny thing is I can either sit and worry and be angry about it, and it'll still be exactly how it is. Or I can just accept it and live happy, joyous, and free, and it's still exactly what it is. Um, and I, I just have to remind myself, because I go those places. And that's why um, that's why I work the 12 Steps. Um, because it's it's really just a, you know it's a disease of perspective. Like I lose I, when I'm in that zone um, of I can't see you know I can't see the other person's side or I can't see things clearly because it's all about me. It's really painful in the center of the in the center of the universe. And someone once told me it's like and this is how I feel sometimes. I'm the piece of shit that that the world revolves around. I came into this program with a lot of self. I shouldn't have sworn. Uh, With a lot of self hatred and um, and it all just comes from. I mean, another sponsor told me, "If I'm not the problem, there is no solution." And I really like that because it forces me um, it forces me to really look at my part in life and to like, do I want to make that choice um, to for more spiritual development, which is always the solution. to any problem, you know, to everything. Um, so I'm going to read another part that I really like, because I've been, this is what I've been struggling a lot with lately, not getting what I want and being really pissed off about it. And, um, luckily I haven't overeaten because of it, but I know that's where that'll take me, um, if I don't choose, um, choose to live in a spiritual solution, um, First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that here and after, in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal, we are his agents. He is the father, and we are his children. Most good ideas are simple, and this concept was the keystone of a new and triumphant, triumphant arch through which we passed to freedom. When we sincerely took a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer. Being all-powerful, he provided what we need if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Established on such footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt new power flow in us, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, in the hereafter, we were reborn. Um, and for those of you, you know, this book's a little archaic. It was written in 1939, so it does have some funny language. But I really just like that idea that it's not up to me. I don't, and it's, it's such a relief, you know. I can't mess up the world. Like, I can't, I can't, you know, we can't make the wrong decision as long as we don't pick up that, um, that first compulsive bite um you know nothing no decision i make is gonna you know it's gonna end the world um you know i still act out in my character defects uh i eat over my i will eat over my character defects if i don't um if i don't do step work around it i do a day now i don't do a daily 10 step but i do have to do 10 steps often i've had to do a lot of them lately um and it works it really does um And it's just, you know, and it is freedom. Like this program, that's what it's freedom from not only the food obsession, but just freedom from just that heavy, heavy place in the pit of our hearts that just like, I can't carry that around every single day. It's too, it's too painful. And because, you know, I've been abstinent and not been in a spiritual solution and I'm miserable. I'm totally miserable. So it's like okay, and I and I'm screwed if I'm abstinent and not in a spiritual solution because that means I'm going to lose my abstinence, um, and that's a scary place to be. Um, and I've lost my abstinence before. I, this program, I didn't come into it and just right away get it. Uh, this is a tough, tough program. It's not like it's not like we can. It's not like putting down a bottle. It's not like uh, that we don't have to ever pick up again. We have to eat every day. I have to, um, and it's, it's really, really tough. And for the newcomer, it's like, we understand. I understand. Um, and um, I just really encourage everyone to, uh, working the steps has been, has, what, has what's given me a life. I feel like, um, you know, food robbed me of so many years of my life. And then fear robbed me of so many years of my life, and now fear robs me a few minutes every day of my life. But um, but I get some peace, and you know it's like uh, another. Fa- I quote a bunch of things because it just I don't know any other better way to put it. Um, there's a great um, line from the uh, 12th traditions on the ninth tradition and it says that great love and great suffering are only disciplinarians and i love that cuz you know i first came into this program absolutely suffering and i didn't know what else to do and if i hadn't suffered i wouldn't have been brought to my knees and prayed to god that it, to take this away i wouldn't have been reminded that i needed a higher power i wouldn't have been Uh, And I'm still brought to my knees. And it just reminds me that I don't get to run the show, that I can't do this alone. My disease is bigger than me, and the only thing bigger than my disease is my higher power. And then, you know, and then we find so much love and happiness and joy in these rooms and in life. I mean, this is about living life, practicing the principles that we learn in here in all of our affairs. And, um, and all that love and joy in life, it's like, that's what I want. And you know that disciplines me too. Because at first I came in here and just did whatever you guys say because I had to because I felt like I didn't have a choice. And then it's I get accustomed. Like who I never thought I'd be this person sitting up here and talking about God on a podcast. Um, <laughs> but um, but that's who I am now, and um, that's what this program's given me. And that's you know that's that's the little. I got to pay for, uh, for living a happy and purposeful life. Um, it's not all about me, um, even though I still go there. And uh, you know, my sponsor will call me, I'll call my sponsor and start complaining to him. And he likes that because then he tells me to go call a newcomer so I can get out of my head. So I get him out of his head and he tells me to go get, um, call someone else to get me out of my head. And it's really about, um, it's really about working with other people and being a service to other people and something i've recently had to practice about practicing principles in all our affairs is you know sometimes there's those people in my life that are really difficult to deal with and i really get hurt by them and you know it's like well why don't i treat them like i would a newcomer and with a newcomer you know i'm when i call them i don't expect them to call me back um when i you know um when if I, no matter you know we give them love and hope and support without any expectation in return and um i'm really trying to do that in other areas of my life because a lot of times i don't get what i want in return and um and that's okay i mean that's fine um i don't have to eat over it and that's a miracle today um And so I just, yeah, reach out to those of you who, um, have worked the steps and have found love and joy and acceptance from this program. I really encourage, um, I mean, sponsoring other people is like, it's, it's what really gives me recovery. That's what saves my ass ever so, so much more than my, you know, like I love my sponsor. He's great. But what really gets me through every day is is sponsees in the newcomer and um, and um, and just you know and just being reminded that we're not here alone and that we can recover and um, that we just have to do it one day at a time. That the world's fine just exactly how it is. I just have to show up for it, living by spiritual principles, living honestly. Living, you know, where are my motives? Are my motives coming from love? or Are they coming from fear? If they're coming from fear, you know. Then I better, I better stop right now and just kind of pause. Um, and to be able to admit when I'm wrong, um, to just not be—I, you know, just this disease puts us in this little cage. And, uh, and that's such a painful place to be. And I love, and I think one of the preambles that says, the more total our surrender, the more fully realized our freedom from food obsession. That's what it is. And, you know, I've had to get down in the bathroom stall before and pray to God because I just couldn't do it. Um, and the great thing is, is I don't have to do it. Um, and, you know, and we do it together and we do it with our higher power and um, and I don't have to be a victim to this disease anymore it's what, you know, I'm grateful for it because it's really forced me um, to become a person that I actually want to be so I'm really grateful that I've never been to this meeting it's a great meeting it's good to see some familiar faces and some new faces and um, thank you